Live from the TCL Broadcast Studios, it's Joe Suchere and Patrick Royce with Sports Talk. I normally start out by saying, uh, you know, you never, never complain about summer, never complain about heat because you don't have to shovel heat. But I really have to reconsider that today. You can literally shovel this heat uh, today. It is <laughs> core of the earth hot out there. About 25 minutes ago when Dave Dahl joined us during GL, he, I had never heard this term before. Oh. But it's so perfect and specific to today. It's a dirt burner. A dirt burner? I've never heard that before. Help me explain it. Well, just it's so hot that you know, the, the, you're going to burn the dirt. Okay, because it used to be you could go fry an egg on the sidewalk, but I mean, if you did that right now, I mean, there's, there's. Plus, I like the alliteration of dirt burner. A I think dirt burner. A, yeah. <laughs> uh, today has been. I I had a crazy. I almost didn't get here at one thirty. I like to get here at one thirty to. No, this is what uh, happened. Brian Murphy from the Pioneer Press in for Royce for the second time today, who I, apparently allegedly. Has made it to Wrigley yes, Field after we have a, confirmed. a marathon yes. choo-choo ride yesterday. Uh, I had a, we have a mini uh, swimming pool in the back, so apparently today my wife was off today, so she decided we we're going to have a bunch of kids over, uh, friends of both the daughter and the son. Sure. So at about one o'clock, everything everything we had going today came to a head. I had. Uh, we had groceries delivered. They showed up at one o'clock. Okay. We had two moms drop off their kids at one o'clock. We had two estimators I have coming out to look at my soffits, which, by the way, for those that, you know, the soft, do you know what a soffit is? Mm-hmm. It's part of your roof. Mm-hmm. That the little, uh, venting yeah. and, and aluminum area that, uh, that constitutes your roof. Well, I've had squirrels and raccoons up there destroying it for the last couple of years. I've kind of jerry-rigged a couple of things to make sure that it, you know, I've, I've had some screens up there. I've had something to block it. I finally have to go get that uh, a fix. But I had both estimators, competing estimators, who said they'd show up sometime late morning. Both showed up at 1 o'clock while the groceries are being delivered, <laughs> while the parents are del- dropping off their kids. Uh, and and while, while, while I'm there, uh, I'm... I'm sweating. I'm in shorts. I got to get over to the studio at some point, right, to start preparing. I've never had a a more stressful five minute period just before I had to go do something creative uh, before. And this, this what what got me going though is or what what works me up about this. Remember a couple of weeks ago, the uh, the infamous raccoon, the raccoon <laughs> that scaled the walls of St. Paul. Yes, yeah. uh, the USB building, I think, in yeah. downtown St. Paul. And everybody kind of got behind the raccoon, and everybody was rooting for the raccoon. And there was that nice little cute picture. Even though they are the dirty varmint of society. They are vermin. Yes. They yes. are absolute vermin. They will destroy garbage. They will destroy your homes. I'm going to have to replace, you know, about 50 feet of soffit up in my, uh, up in my, no. near my attic. Because of a raccoon. Because of a raccoon. Uh, went went to town on it and decided that they they were going to try to nest. Up How much there. water damage do you have? Not too bad. It hasn't gotten that bad okay. yet. Um, but it could be bad. And I I just that's wanna, why you have to do it now. Of course, you got to yeah. do it now. And I just want people to know that it's you know it they're all fuzzy and cute until they start destroying your house. These are vermin. Or give you rabies. Well, there's that too. Now, now help me because I don't. I, if you if you said this, I apologize. But you have a tree that hangs over your roof. Is that how this nope, happened? No, nope, I think it scaled your house. No, no, no. I mean, there is a. We have a couple of uh, 
tall evergreens in our backyard sure. that they climb. Okay. And I think got up onto the roof because of that. We're not cutting down the evergreens, by the way. They provide shade in the backyard and they're, they're fantastic. But, you know, we live in the city. We live in St. Paul. I mean, we, you know, we're not expecting to see, you know, wild animals crawling up through our, through our soffits, but that's what's, that's what we're having, that's what we're having to deal with. But if you ever, if you guys ever been in a, I mean, this was almost like a sitcom where it was just like people just kept showing up mm-hmm. and showing up and showing up and it was all, they needed your time. They needed five minutes of this. They needed five minutes of that. They needed, you know, and then, you know, we, we've been getting groceries delivered, by the way, which I would say is life saving if you guys haven't uh, looked into doing that. I like the grocery shop though. Or is it, is it, wow. is it that big of a time saver? Yes. Okay. They, they, you do it on an app. And and you basically, you know, check off a box for whatever you want. They bring it to your house. The only, you know, think about grocery shopping. Got to go over there. Got to mm-hmm. find a parking spot. I'm just talking your typical cub or whatever. Mm-hmm. Right? You got to go in there. You roam around in your in your basket. You First of all, there's no impulse buying anymore either. Because everybody goes into a grocery store with a list and gets about 10 other things because yep. they're hungry. So you're eliminating that. So you eliminate that. But are you but then are you then incurring additional expenses for it's the like delivery? 10 bucks. Okay. It's worth it to me. All right. Cuz there's three there's like four steps to grocery shopping. Doing the actual shopping, mm-hmm. unloading at the checkout counter, bagging it, getting it and loaded into your car, driving it home and, and then unloading forgot, it. And you forgot waiting in the checkout line as Waiting well in the checkout line or even in the self-serve line you're generally yeah. waiting, but if you got 550 things, I'm not going to do that. And then people in the self-checkout, you have people that don't know how to operate the self-checkout or are emptying a full basket in the in But the here's the caveat yeah. to that because I refuse, I won't go after work and I won't go on the weekends. Because of my schedule, I drop the boys off at daycare. That's when I go at you know nine o'clock, eight thirty, nine o'clock in and the it's morning dead. on a Wednesday when there's nobody there. It's the best time to do any shopping, hmm. which I know isn't really a lot of people can't do that because of work schedules. But I won't go on the weekends. No, I'm not dealing with that nonsense. But no, I we, we've just essentially eliminated uh, four of the five steps, hmm. and all we have to do now is just bring them in from our porch and but put do you them ever away. get the wrong thing delivered or eh, maybe a couple not the times one. or you know when it's dealing with produce you know you don't get to pick out your own thing somebody's just grabbing a pepper or grabbing some cucumbers i mean there's i'm not saying it's perfect sure uh but as far as a time saver and as far as an annoyance saver i mean it is it is fantastic hmm. but if they show up when there's about 10 other people there too it's uh it's do they give the you a window like hey we're gonna yes. be here between eight we're gonna and be noon. There. No, it's not eight. It's not like the cable guy. It's generally within an hour. They'll say between one and two. Okay. Or between 12 and one. Okay. And of course, they showed up at one. I'm going to have to try that. One o'clock became the witching hour at my house a little bit today. Well, glad to see you made it out alive. I did. I mean, I was glad to at least, you know, get a shower in and, and just get out of that fiasco. But these were the days you mentioned your kids where you were like, yeah, pool time. And now it's like... As an adult, I just want to sit inside in the air conditioning. And that's all I was doing for most of the day. That's all I was doing for most of the morning. And they're out there. I mean, you know, they don't, they're running around. They don't care. Yeah. What is it right now? Is it 97? Uh, We have 90. uh, The last hour reported a high of 97 degrees with a heat index of 107. So that's what it feels like. Mm -hmm. It might be hotter now because that was the two o'clock hour report because John didn't do a top of the hour at three. I'm still not going to complain because it was only two months ago. That we still had snow on the ground. Don't forget that. Yeah, Don't ever true. forget that. It's very true. And significant snow that was on the ground. And the other thing to keep in mind is we're working inside, not outside, like yeah. some other people. Yeah, we're not are shoveling doing. asphalt. <laughs> 
We're not busting concrete. We, I We're not on a roof. The, uh, the like were, the guys up there taking a look at my. I can't imagine how hot it must have been. There up There were some guys across the street working on my neighbor's yard, and I I bought a bunch of water. I said, "You guys here help." I felt horrible for them that they were. This was what they were having, having to do today. So I felt I felt guilty. Is it this hot in Chicago? Do we know that? I'm going to look it up. Because the Twins are in Wrigley, uh, opening up a three-game series. They start in about 50 minutes, I think, game one. Uh, Oh, yeah, we got 95, baby. We got 95 degrees. Humidity is about 52%. She's a cooker today. And you know what? I was at Wrigley a year ago on a warm day like today. That is not a fun stadium to be at when it's hot. It's cramped. Well, it's cramped, but there's also no no ventilation. There's there's none, zero. We were sitting in the third deck, actually near Coomdog in the press box, and you you just sat there and baked because there was no, and they don't have the nice canopy like you have at Target Field where it gives you a decent amount of shade. There's nothing. There's nowhere to hide us. And this was a day game. Well, think of the bleachers, too. Oh, they're going to be extra ripe today with a, what is it, 3.30 or 4 o'clock? 4 o'clock, 4.10 start. Oh, man. So they're just starting right now. I mean, they're just, they're in, they're, you know, they're starting to get their, uh, to get their load on right uh, now. 95 today. 93 tomorrow and 88 on Sunday in Chicago. In Chicago. For the uh for the boys. Have you heard from Patrick? Uh no, I have not, man. He was he on with the I morning? have not heard from him. Uh he's been tweeting a little bit today. Well, he's, he's been at a the, picture of uh his, his view yeah. from Wrigley. He's been at the stadium afternoon. for a while. Cuz he was yeah, cuz I remember I saw that before GL started today, yeah. so anyway. All right, well, let's talk a little bit about Wrigley Field. If you guys got some stories, I got a couple stories. I haven't been there as a fan in about 20 years, but I wanted to share something from my last fan experience. This is Brian Murphy in for Patrick Royce on the ride on 1500. Chuck Fletcher has a new job. You might recall the erstwhile wild general manager who was let go uh, after this season's uh, five game playoff loss to the Winnipeg Jets has been. Fletcher's been named senior advisor to the to general manager Fred Shiro and of hockey operations for the New Jersey Devils. Uh, not only will Fletcher be working in a front office again, but he will also be allowed to work out of Minnesota, where his son is going to be a senior in high school. So Chuck was a good guy, or he is a good guy. He's not dead. <laughs> He's a fan. Mm-hmm. He was a good. You know he. You know, it, it, he ran his course here. I mean, you can't, you you know, the, the Wild made the playoffs six straight seasons and never advanced past the second round, and obviously... But he'll, he's a guy that'll get a GM job again. Yeah, he? he will. I think Especially this is, with as this much is, recycling only, as hockey has. And he's only 51 years old. Sure. Um, you know, he did some fine things in Minnesota. I mean, I don't think there's any question, you know, his, his reputation, his name is fine. Um, but this is sort of a bridge, you know, an opportunity for him to stay involved in the game before... You know, any other openings arise? Now, I wouldn't be surprised if he gets another GM job next season. Remind me, did didn't New Jersey have like a wholesale clean house situation a year ago? Yeah, or so, right? And so this is probably the new regime wanting some yes, good hockey and, people and around. Ray him. Shiro uh, was also, I think I said Fred Shiro. That was his father, who was the infamous Flyers coach back in the Broad Street Bully days. Ray Shiro was also general manager in Pittsburgh, and they won a cup in 2009 with Fletcher also as an assistant, I believe, or he was at least okay. a director of hockey operations. So they have some history together. Uh, as we mentioned, uh, the Twins uh, opening up a three-game series at Wrigley Field. They uh, finally, uh, well, they avoided the sweep against the White Sox yesterday with a 
thirteen inning victory, two to one over the White Sox. An and abomination. Of a it was. Game. It was. An, as you said, it was an abomination of a baseball game. Five hours of futility, mostly. Mm-hmm. Twenty four runners stranded combined by both teams in scoring position, <laughs> and uh, the Twins won on a bases loaded walk uh, in the thirteenth inning. They're taking on the Cubs, obviously one of the better teams in baseball. I wanted to bring up a couple of Wrigley Field stories, but first of all, have you guys, Reavers, you've been to Wrigley. Manny, have you been to Wrigley I've yet? I've never been to Wrigley Is yet, it on no. your bucket list at all? Or um, Yeah, there are a couple other ballparks that I want to see first. Um, Dodger Stadium is like number one yeah. on my on my list of which is now the third ballparks. oldest ballpark behind yeah. Fenway and Wrigley. It was Holy built in sixty-two. I suppose, yeah, because yeah. or it opened at sixty-two. Else is, everything else yeah, is newer. And Dodger Stadium's fantastic. Yeah, that's Dodger Stadium's number one. But yeah, I'd, I'd like to see Wrigley one day. Uh, I went the first time I went there. I was fourteen years old. I went with the fam. We went to Chicago. We took a weekend trip, and I got to go into Wrigley Field and actually got my picture taken with Harry Carey. Oh, I did. Nice. And his big goggle glasses. <laughs> and his, uh, hey. I think he was sober. I couldn't tell. It was pregame. <laughs> um, he was down, just kind of wandering through the stands during batting practice, and I happened to be watching batting practice. And I said, "Hey, Harry, can you take a picture with me?" And he did. My mom snapped a picture. It was nice. Percent chance he was sober. Um, you know, I'd say 22. Okay. I don't know. 20 ish. I mean, this is 1986, I believe. So this was toward, this was in his heyday. This was then when he was going out to the bleachers shirtless and broadcasting games. And I'm sure he had a cold Budweiser or two, uh, before this, before this afternoon. (laughs) All right. Since you brought it up, you mentioned Fenway Park, oldest park, Wrigley, 1912. Yeah. Dodger Stadium third. If can either one of you name the fourth just Uh, off the top of your head, or did you look this up? No, I haven't. Uh, I, I, Comiskey, the guaranteed financial no, field, no, because no, that's, that's the second. That, that was because that's the second Comiskey part. Correct, it is. But I'm thinking it, it oh. opened in '91. So I think uh, I know what it is, it and, and, and it popped it, in my head because it it is the same ballpark. But I didn't even think about it. It's Anaheim, isn't it? Anaheim Stadium, Anaheim Stadium, yeah. the Big A, yeah. the former yeah. Big A. The A isn't there anymore. And and I didn't think about it at first because it's been. Revamped obviously completely into a, that a baseball like, only stadium. 66, 67. Yeah. Well, the franchise started the same year as the Twins, didn't they? Yeah, but they played in what was LA's Wrigley Field back oh, okay. then. Yeah. Okay. Uh, where they used to film that home, that old black and white home run derby. Did you guys ever watch that show? Oh, God, oh, yes. Yeah, yeah. They used to oh, film yeah. That. oh, that's where that was filmed. That was filmed in Wrigley. It was called Wrigley Field but in, in uh, California, uh, Orange County somewhere. Okay. Because I remember watching Angels games there when the Rams were still playing. F- Football because mm-hmm. it's the same facility, it's the same, yeah. but it's, it's completely oh, God, revamped it's now. Just a dump. Well, they've, yeah. they've remodeled it twice. It was originally an open air sort of out in the outfield. And they had the big A right for mm-hmm. yeah. uh, the big A with the halo with what? the scoreboard, and it was constructed a lot like Candlestick Park, wasn't it? Basically, all the yeah. all the outfield seats you know aligned with the field. Yes, basically. and then when the Rams decided to leave the Coliseum in the late seventies, they enclosed it. And it became more of an oblong or sort of an oval type stadium, and it wasn't wasn't as pleasant. Where's the Oakland Coliseum on that list? Well, that's a good point because that's that place oh, is falling yeah. apart. That's yeah, got to be about mid sixties as well. Got to be up there too. Yeah. All right. Well, here's 60s. number ten. Uh, this is according to Parade Magazine. At what year? Is, uh, oh, this is old. I'm sorry. This is from 2013, but it still that's might be fine. Uh, mm-hmm. Number ten was Arlington Park, where the Rangers play. Number nine, uh, Camden Yards, Oriole Park, Camden Yards. U.S. Cellular Field, now known as Guaranteed Rate Field, is number eight on this list. Uh, number seven, Tropicana Field, that <laughs> dump down in Tampa Bay. 
Uh, number six, uh, just wait while we play this ad. We're going to skip this ad. <laughs> Kauffman Stadium in Kansas City. Ah, early six. 70s. Yeah, which yeah. was built way ahead of its time. Yes, that's it a was. great ballpark. It still is, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Once they got rid of the artificial turf. Number five, Oakland Alameda County Coliseum, otherwise known as Oco Coliseum. Uh, Probably at the time of that, because that's, that's been named a bunch of different things over yeah. the years. Number four, as we mentioned, Anaheim Stadium. And then uh, number three, Dodger Stadium, number two, Wrigley Field, and number one, Fenway Park. I'm not a Fenway guy, by the way. Wrigley I haven't Field been there great. yet. I need to get there. Fenway's a dump. Yeah, that's I, I, I heard that. It. I, I mean, it, it's just the seats are cramped. It's, it's well, wedged went, into a neighborhood. I went right after Target Field that opened. My wife was running the marathon, so April of 2010. And literally, Target Field had just opened the week before, so I was a little bit jaded. But I'm six foot four. Mm-hmm. I literally could not sit down comfortably because my knees were hitting the seat in front of me. I, and I had a great seat. I was in the first row because it was a terrible day and they were playing the Rays and the Red Sox were not having a good start to the season so I got a cheap ticket for basically nothing. This is Patriots Day? Was this the 11 a.m. game? No, this was the day after that. Okay. This was the day after that, which was also a day game and because Patriots Day, they always get a great crowd. True. And uh, I guess you wouldn't want to abandon your wife on the no, marathon. Uh, that would have uh, that would have not gone well for me. <laughs> but I just I did not like it. the The concourses were a mess. The floor is uneven. I mean, you you do have to go just for the bucket list. I guess yeah. I'll never go back unless I take my kids. What about the scene around the uh, Fenway compared to Wrigley? I mean, no, Wrigley's, Wrigley's way better. I mean, it's obviously yeah. wedged into a cool. The ambiance around Wrigley is ten times better than it is around Boston. Around Fenway, excuse me. I was me. there in the mid-90s, I'm going to say, and there was a bar that was akin to the CC Club, really close to Is the Is this Murphy's? Wrigley or Fenway? I don't know what it was, but it was it was semi-dive. They had the best jukebox I've ever heard. We spent the whole day in there. Was getting, it Murphy's right it, across from the center field bleachers? It could be. Yeah, we just spent the whole day in there getting plowed. I don't remember the name. <laughs> old style? Old style? Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah. The last time I was there, I I covered. Uh, I was there a few years. Well, probably more than that, about fifteen years ago. The the Twins' first interleague series there, I covered, which was which was fun. But it was you know your old press box is kind of soulless and all that. Yeah. The first time I, I well, I'll get back to this after our news updates and what I'll tell my famous and most uh, egregious Wrigley Fields uh, <laughs> story on a day. It was a day similar to this, boiling hot. Uh, this is Murphy in for Royce on the ride on fifteen hundred ESPN. And now we're going to head out east and get the Your Money Now report, courtesy of our friends down in Owatonna, Minnesota, at Federated Insurance. Here is Bruce Vale from the Wall Street Journal with Your Money Now. Well, stocks did close higher to end the week, though most of the early gains faded away right before the closing bell, and it was a losing week overall for the market. Today, the Dow Jones Industrial Average gained 55 points, closing at 24,271. The Nasdaq Composite rose six points, and the S&P 500 gained just two, and all three indexes lost ground for the week. Government agencies say contaminated irrigation canals near Yuma, Arizona, may have helped spread the E. coli bacteria that spoiled fields of romaine lettuce and made the crunchy salad green off-limits to millions of people for weeks this spring. The outbreak of E. coli killed five people and sickened at least 210 in 36 states. The NFL fined former Carolina Panthers owner Jerry Richardson $2.75 million following its investigation into sexual and racial misconduct in the workplace. The league said its investigation substantiated the allegations against Richardson that the improper conduct was limited to him and that the team and its ownership failed to report the allegations or any resolution agreements to the league. 
I'm Bruce Vale with your money now on 1500 ESPN. Bruce, you have a nice weekend. We'll talk again next week. And uh, let's check some traffic now. This one's sponsored by Jersey Mike Subs. We'll go over to the St. Lee side where northbound 35E, already a porker. Probably the worst drive in town right now. 494 into downtown St. Paul, 18 minutes. However, the southbound side, almost tolerable. Downtown St. Paul to 494, 12 or less. That's not too bad. Uh, and for some reason, eastbound 36 all stacked up through Roseville, a 12-minute drive, W over to E. The sub above difference is substantial. After all, the giant got its name for a reason. It ain't little. Jersey Mike's. 3.30 on this uh, steamy Friday. John Heights in with a sports update. Thank you, Murph. Sunny, 98 degrees. Our heat index is 107 degrees. Uh, Twins moving to the north side of Chicago now to play a weekend series against the Cubs. Jose Barrios pitches for the Twins this afternoon. Lefty Mike Montgomery goes for the Cubs. Game starts in about half hour or so, 4.05. Your Twins lineup, Maurer, Escobar, Rosario, Dozier, Grossman, Kepler, Garver, Adrianza, and uh, Barrios, of course, bats because it's a National League ballpark. Twins did make some roster moves today, too. Taylor Motter, if you saw yesterday's game, ran into the fence. He's been put on the seven-day disabled list with concussion-like symptoms. His place on the roster will be taken by catcher infielder Williams Ast- Astudio. Almost blew it. He's hitting 290 with seven home runs, 25 RBIs at Rochester. To make room on the 40-man, Twins designated righty Felix Jorge for release. Or Me and Royce were just talking about him the other day. He was Williams? the sports person of the day. Yeah, and I'd Said to Pat that they might as well call him up at some point, and sure enough, there I, you go. I remember Pat talking about him during spring training. He liked him. He was a fan. Yeah. He said he likes to put the ball in play, which is a rarity these <laughs> yeah, days. He doesn't uh, walk or strike out. News notes from today: About a hundred people rallied today outside General Dynamics Bloomington office to protest the separation of immigrant children from their parents who illegally crossed into the U.S. Although the protest was mostly peaceful, Bloomington police said 10 people were arrested. Protesters said they targeted General Dynamics as one of the companies nationwide that have contracted with the federal government to help implement its zero-tolerance policy meant to stop immigrants from illegally crossing the country's southern border. Protesters noted the company was advertising to hire people who could help track children taken by Immigration and Customs Enforcement Agency. Minnesota Department of Natural Resources plan to save an algae-plagued lake near St. Cl- uh, Cloud has drawn both optimism and opposition. Is this the bog? No, this was Little Rock Lake. Oh. The agency plans to drop Little Rock Lake's level by three feet over three days. On August 1st, the gates of the Sartell Dam will be opened downstream on the Mississippi River. Volunteers will plant in the hundreds of feet of mud beds uncovered in the shallower parts of the lake once levels drop. Supporters of the drawdown say farmers in the watershed have made strides in controlling pollution. Resident Bill Davison and others near the lake would have preferred a different option. Davison says river residents felt shut out during the decision-making. Uh, Johnny, really quick, back yeah. to Taylor Motter. I don't know if you guys were able to watch the play that Johnny was speaking of that landed him on the DL. I, but I, I saw him laying out, laid out. I actually have a highlight um, from that play yesterday. And so Hiroshi Kamikaze Tanaka, recently of the Tokyo Giants, knocks himself cold for the second time this week. Maybe in Japan that's actually better than catching the ball. Personally, I think he's just trying to get out of the lineup. <laughs> Um, Harry Doyle, he hit that oh, thing gosh. at yeah. full speed trying to catch the, and he hit the post with yeah. his arm extended trying to catch the ball. It's not padded first. there. It's a full chain link fence oh, there. Man, did he smoke that yeah. thing. Hiroshi Kamikaze. I knew you'd enjoy that, man. Oh, You're God, welcome. Great. A driver <laughs> traveling through southeastern Minnesota, not very smart. 
According to the Minnesota Department of Transportation, the individual drove 1,000-plus feet through fresh concrete. <laughs> oh, no! And it looks like he kept his foot on the throttle, Yeah, too. just kept going. All the tire marks uh, looked like yeah. Kenny said. He just kept yeah. on going. Uh, the driver did uh, get a ticket, according to MnDOT. MnDOT wrote in the tweet, This is why work zones are blocked with barricades, signs, cones, etc. Don't make this costly mistake. Never go around construction signs or move cones to enter. The work is that's not good for the go ahead i was gonna say it's kind of hard to avoid them everywhere now in the metro area <laughs> that's got to be awful for the undercarriage <laughs> yeah, yeah i would think a little messy yeah. for sure yeah. yeah so i don't know uh, murph if you heard this earlier but i tweeted this out uh i discovered kenny's list that he has in his traffic department of the names he likes to call people when they're being dummies behind the wheel oh he does have a checklist oh it's so fantastic what would you call a guy that drives through con- fresh concrete then a Kenny? cement head <laughs> <laughs> see uh, that's I why just, he's a pro um the three stooges are on every morning before that's i go to work and uh, mo, mo howard has always been a big inspiration to me because he's such a mean bastard and one day i just googled mo howard insults and i got three pages of insults. Oh my God, so that's I, brilliant. I printed them all out and hung them up. Yeah. Perfect yeah. for drivers. Oh. Yeah. Mo Howard and Don Rickles, my two oh, heroes. Rickles. <laughs> Rickles was fantastic. Wasn't he? He was the best. What was the guy this morning that was skipping across 169? I think he was pretty lit up. We had two drunk guys this morning. On feet? Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. The first guy was 6 a.m. and he was uh, 94 and, and century. All he had on was a pair of shorts, and oh my goodness, was he loaded. He was down on all fours a couple of times oh. throwing up. Yeah. On 94? No, he was on the ramp from oh. Century to 94. Uh, and <laughs> then the like other guy. we used to have. <laughs> the other guy was uh, 169 at Canterbury Road, and his car was parked on the southbound side, but he was over on the northbound side, and he literally was skipping across traffic. <laughs> oh my like, God. like, skip to my loo skipping, you know? How was he not hit? I, I don't know, but then the uh, locals showed up and had a long talk with him. <laughs> wow. Man. Who skips across the road? After abandoning your car, at least the other guy had a purpose. He well, was just, boys, who skips? You can't drink all day if you don't start in the morning. Oh. <laughs> President Trump said he's not likely to ask his next Supreme Court nominee how he or she would vote on the landmark case Roe v. Wade, which legalized abortion in the U.S. In an interview that will air Sunday, Fox Business Network's Maria Bartiromo asked the president, are you going to ask your nominee beforehand how they might vote on Roe v. Wade? The president responded with, that's a big one, and probably not. They're all saying, don't do that, you shouldn't do that, but I am putting conservative people on the court. I'm very proud of Neil Gorsuch, who's been outstanding. I'm going to try and do something, but I don't think I'll be that specific. Tainted irrigation water appears to be the source of that national food poisoning outbreak linked to romaine lettuce, according to health officials. About 200 people were sickened by the E. coli outbreak and five people died. The outbreak started in the spring is now over, according to the CDC. The illnesses in 36 states were previously traced to romaine lettuce grown in Yuma, Arizona. Officials said the outbreak strain of E. coli bacteria is found in an irrigation canal in the Yuma area. Oh, ick. Mm-hmm. Toys R Us mascot Jeffrey the Giraffe has packed up his suitcase, left his toy kingdom for good. A heartbreaking photo of Jeffrey is circulating online one day before Toys R Us closes all of its remaining I could see him down at Stand Up Frank's. (laughs) Head on the bar. I used to be be great once. I used to be in a toy store. (laughs) It's a great racket. 
Give me another whiskey. <laughs> the photo shows the giraffe in an empty Toys R Us store holding a suitcase and waving goodbye. It was taken by Rene Jean-Pierre, who appears to work at a Toys R Us. Jean-Pierre posted several other sad photos of the empty store on Facebook. Uh, she's also started sharing nostalgic Toys R Us commercials from the 80s and 90s. Her photo of Jeffrey Giraffe uh, got uh, Jeffrey Gi- the Giraffe got nearly 300,000 shares on Facebook. Uh, a lot of kids grew up watching Jeffrey, of course, on TV commercials. The jingle, I don't want to grow up, I'm, I'm a, a Toys, Toys R Us kid, was ingrained in many people's minds from Aww. those ads. Uh, the store's been around 70 years. They all You're to blame tomorrow. for this. I am. You and Amazon Nation. That's what killed Toys R Us, John. I hope you're happy. I shopped. You caused Jeffrey the Draft to be an alcoholic. Stop. <laughs> Nonstop when my kid was young uh, at Toys R Us. I went in there on a Christmas Eve about 15 years ago. Oh, I have oh, never God. seen a more violent crowd in I was my just going to say, you're, you're, getting, uh, you're getting all nostalgic about Jeffrey. I mean, Google uh, Toys R Us 1983 or so, yeah. the Cabbage Patch Ramp. No, there oh. were women taking packages out of each other. Just Stealing packages right out of each so other's it's hands. Like, it's like Arnold Schwarzenegger fighting Sinbad and Jingle all the way. Exactly. Exactly. It was ugly, exactly. man. For a turbo man. <laughs> Worse was, than like a replacement show at first half. I, I just picked up some piece of crap toy nobody else wanted. <laughs> Good enough. Get Here me you go, buddy. Get me out of here. Who was it for? A nephew or uh, my, my son? Oh, your you son. Know, well, you know how it is. It, it, it comes Christmas. It's like this isn't enough. This isn't enough. Oh my God, I got to go get. You know what it is? Yeah, you got to keep up with the Joneses, right? Exactly. It was last minute panic yeah and authorities say a central a central georgia man who was shot in the head drove nearly 20 miles in the wrong direction to a hospital for help telegraph of macon reports 36 year old wait wait yeah did yeah. i hear that right you did you did god for just you're gonna rip him for going the wrong way aren't you he had a bullet in his brain telegraph i think god is gonna get me just for, oh, yeah. just for what i'm thinking yeah. I'm, never, I'm not saying anything telegraph of macon reports 36 year old shasta richardson was shot in the head by another man after trying to retrieve his belongings from a home Wednesday night. Instead of going to the nearby hospital in Milledgeville, he drove about 20 miles to a hospital in Eatonton. Baldwin County Sheriff's Office Captain Brad King no, no, thinks Richardson drove to, the, uh, to the farther away hospital because he had been living in that area lately. King said Richardson was taken to a Macon hospital. Uh, Willis Rogier is accused of shooting Richardson. He faces aggravated assault charges. Richardson will be fine. I know. I can explain He's this. Conscious, I can explain this because when I have a wound and it's semi-serious, I know I'm not going to bleed out. I'll drive myself to the hospital in the suburbs so I don't have to deal with the junkies here in Minneapolis. <laughs> no, it's true. Go to an emergency room in Minneapolis. It's nothing but junkies. So you got to go to the suburbs if you want to get served. I bet you that's what he was thinking. Uh, I don't know. That's a little deep. No, I bet he was thinking, <laughs> I oh, tried. crap, I got a bullet in my head. <laughs> I tried. I'm not sure I where tried. to go. I'll yeah. just drive till I see a hospital sign. All right. Well, thanks, Johnny. We'll be back right after this. Uh, I have a follow-up. You guys remember uh, Patricia Isidore? She's the woman we talked about yesterday. Who oh, sure. Drove down the highway with her boyfriend. Hey, oh, on the on the hood. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and Mercedes, too, wasn't it? Yep. Uh, since then, she has talked with uh, Seven News, the local news uh, outlet there, to share her side of the story after she was arrested and bonded out of jail. Uh, she said it all started when the ex-boyfriend didn't want to leave their Lauderdale home to pick up her daughter on Sunday. She said, I had to go get my child. I wasn't going to deal with any foolishness. 
That's mm. when Isidore says she took off with her ex-boyfriend clinging to the front of the car. She said he had plenty of time to get off the car. He didn't want to stop. Yeah. She filmed everything. It's his fault. I knew it was his fault. Well, yeah. <laughs> Leave her alone. She's just trying to go get her kid. She filmed everything from inside the vehicle as the dangerous stunt unfolded in the southbound lanes of I-95. Isidore said she had no choice but to hit the gas after feeling threatened. He was threatening me, so I was scared, so of course I wasn't going to stop and let him get in the car. According to Isidore, they had a rocky relationship. She was actively trying to file a restraining order against him, but uh, police say they're not sure about that because the two still uh, live together. She said, he is crazy. He won't leave me alone. We actually broke up eight months ago. (laughs) She said she tried to get him off by stopping at Ives Dairy Road. She said, when I was on 95, I thought, hey, this is crazy. I actually pulled over and tried to stop the car, but he still wouldn't get off. Yeah, it's his fault. Wait, he so he was. I thought he was terrified, right, and waiting to get off. Yeah, that's, that's totally his fault. That's what the video appeared to show. She's Mark. innocent. Well, I you love the fact that innocent. too. She's going what seventy miles an hour on the freeway, uh-huh. filming him on the hood. <laughs> here's uh, here's the best part of the story. It's hard to defend that. <laughs> I can't think of anything. Here's the best part of the story, which we did not know yesterday. Eventually, the ex boyfriend did give up. And got inside the vehicle with her. Oh. Oh, wow. uh, At that point, though, police stopped the car and arrested her because the uh, fellow who was videotaping. You know what we should have as a new uh, barometer of stories in this show, Kenny? Would this qualify as an episode of the Trailer Park Boys? Because this definitely would be. Yeah, this would almost be a whole series, (laughs) I would think. Absolutely. Now, was he dad? Did you mention that part? I'm a sorry. A dad? I don't know. Oh, da- no, no dad idea. of the kid that she was trying to pick oh, up. Oh, baby no daddy. Idea. Okay. No idea. Um, I'm surprised she didn't do the move where she gets up to about 30 or so and then just hammers the brakes. Yeah. yeah. Hoping he goes he flying goes off. Flying off. Yeah. Yeah. And out into the intersection and run over by a Mack truck. <laughs> People lighting off fireworks and pointing them at each other? Yes, that's the fun of 4th of July. <laughs> this well, is America. That's what a fireworks fight is. And now one is <laughs> scheduled. Yes. Yes. At Spring Lake Park in South Omaha, Nebraska. Janet, f- <laughs> Janet Bonet. Come on, you've never had one? I uh, No. And this with, is the cockfighting of uh, fireworks? Rome, with Pretty Rome, much. Roman candles. Roman candles, Oh, yeah. my goodness, it's so fun. Janet Bonet said on Facebook, I got an invite to come to a fireworks fight, and I thought, what? Yeah. More than 1,000 people said they plan to attend or are interested in the event. Uh, Bonet, a lifelong resident, was so concerned she contacted the police oh. and her councilman, Vinnie Palermo. Ah, she should have just let it go. This is natural selection. The organizer is 15-year-old Junior Sanchez. He said he oh, saw it in Chicago. do-gooder. He saw it in Chicago, and he thought Omaha should have a fireworks fight. He told local TV station Chicago had one last year. Why not have Omaha have one? It would be the first and biggest fight. He said it's all for fun, and yeah, he admits people might get hurt. <laughs> Are people like take? Do people like take bets on this stuff too? <laughs> we the, first started doing this. It up. wouldn't be American if they didn't. We had this dirt bike compound in in uh, Wisconsin, and we'd go out in the dark at night in the woods. And when you're hiding behind a tree, uh, and a, a, one of these things will go by you, a Roman candle, whatever they're called, bullet, whatever, and it'll bounce off a tree <laughs> and then come right back at you. It is so intense. It's a lot of fun. Omaha City Prosecutor Matt Cousy. Uh, <laughs> yeah, pretty stupid, yeah. yeah. We, Murph, we yeah, know. We, yeah, I, I, yeah. I'm not judging. Yeah, but no, you can go ahead and judge. It's a judgeable offense. We work with them every day, Murph. We're yeah. used to it. <laughs> uh, Matt uh, Cousy is the... Omaha City Prosecutor, he said, remember, if you shoot someone with a Roman candle in the arm or face and they get a burn or a welt, we will consider that assault. Oh, please. The 15-year-old said his parents know about the plans and they 
aren't real happy. I actually have it. audio of uh, me, Kenny, and our families at these uh, parties. <laughs> I've got to figure out a way to sell more fireworks. <laughs> you need stuff to explode. Go boom. Why is that good? Why is the sunset good? Why are boobs good? So you're going to tell me that you don't have no black cats, no Roman candles, or screaming memes? No. Oh, come on, man. You don't got no lady fingers, buzz buttles, snicker bombs, church burners, finger blasters, gut busters, zippity doodahs, crap flappers? No, I don't. You're going to stand there owning a fireworks stand and tell me you don't have no whistling bungholes, no spleen splitters, whisker biscuits, honky lighters, husker deuce, husker don'ts, cherry bombs, nipsy dazers, with or without the scooter stick, or one single whistling kitty chaser? No. Because snakes and sparklers are the only ones I like. <laughs> well, that might be your problem. It's not what you like. It's the consumer. God bless Is that Joe, Joe Dirt. Dirt. Yeah. God bless Joe Dirt. <laughs> you need stuff that go boom. A <laughs> uh, story Patrick should be here for. He loves these. An Alabama woman who suffered months of unexplained medical problems finally has relief after doctors removed a 50-pound ovarian cyst. Ooh. Oh, my goodness. 30-year-old Kyla Ron. Did she name it? Of Montgomery said she suffered months of problems, including pain and weight gain. Medical professionals would just tell her she'd feel better if she'd lose some weight. Yeah. She said, I'd been trying to lose weight, but I was gaining weight instead. Ron said her issues got so out of control, people would often ask her if she was pregnant. She said, I legit looked like I was a solid nine months pregnant. We went to dinner and someone asked me if I was having twins. It was frustrating and rough. At one point in May, mom took her to the Jackson Hospital emergency room where a series of deaths revealed a massive cyst on her ovary. Wow. Dr. Gregory Jones, the OBGYN at Jackson Hospital, who was in the operating room, said the tumor, an instance of mucinous Christodenoma, was benign. He said he was shocked by the size of the growth. He said, this is one of the largest I've ever seen and certainly removed. We're very excited things went very well. One of the largest her. he's ever seen? There is a chance there was a larger one. You there, should be able uh, to keep those things, don't you think? Bring them home, put them on the mantle. There was a picture of uh, a nurse holding it, and it looked like... A big it, turkey? The biggest watermelon you could buy at wow. the store. That's what wow. it like. Seedless? <laughs> oh, lovely. Perfect. Wow. On that note... Okay, then... <laughs> Let's wrap her up. On that note, thanks, Johnny, for all you do. (laughs) You bet, Murph. All right. Twins about to start a three-game series at Wrigley Field. Uh, they have not been there since 2009. Several other players will have an opportunity to be there. And I have to. I was going to tell my uh, Wrigley Field story as a fan. It was about 20 years ago, so I was in my mid-20s and not so responsible days. Mm-hmm. We had a boys' trip to Chicago. We decided on a day very similar to today. Uh, went out into the bleachers and oh. decided to. Well, you know, we got to. We got to stay it. hydrated. Yeah, as you, you got to do say, it. Reavers, right? Yep. So we kept you have getting a job the, to do. We kept getting these uh, four packs of uh, old style, right? They would come in the uh, the little plastic con- c- carriers oh, yeah. and all that. Yeah. Well, by the time you got back to the bleachers, I mean they were already boiling. I mean there was no <laughs> point in even drinking it because it was all warm beer. So we made the executive decision just to to preserve a cold drink uh, to get frosted margaritas. And you can imagine over the course of a nine inning, two and a half to three hour game oh, how how that went. Oh. Uh, we ended up walking back uh, to my friend's apartment in Wrigleyville, and uh, we didn't go out that night. 
In fact, we didn't do anything that night. We all laid out, passed out, and got up the next day, and we had to fly home. We actually drank ourselves out of a night out out of the town in Chicago. So if you're ever in the Wrigley Field bleachers, just stick to the warm old style. Don't ever pivot. To margaritas because you're in for your you're in for a quick night and is the what thing you're is yeah and the thing is you had no idea at the time they tasted fantastic and a nice hot day oh yeah no, there's no effect whatsoever until later on you went into a coma so <laughs> um we'll be back with the next hour here this is murphy and uh in on the ride in for Royce on the ride here on 1500 espn